0: Uh, this is Lilith with Level Up with Lilith. I'm here with another amazing guest. I've got Jen Martinez from Hub International here. She's got an incredible story. I'm going to let her do her introduction, and we're going to have some amazing conversations today. So welcome, Jen. Thank you for being on my podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
1: so tell us about yourself, please. Yeah, well, one, excited to be here and be in the presence of such a great leader, and so really excited for the engagement and the interaction that we'll have. A little bit about my background, so I am currently the strategic partnership sales leader for View by Hub. We are a insurance brokerage platform that really lives into what does the broker of the future look like for individuals and their families as it relates to protecting what matters the most through personal lines insurance. And so oftentimes you'll hear about insure tech and maybe some technology that makes it really easy to quote you know, 15 seconds or 15 minutes or less. And what we say is um, that's only one part of a consumer's journey when yeah. it comes to protecting what matters to them. Uh, so in essence, VIEW is a platform that enables insurance in perpetuity for a consumer's lifetime in a way that's really simple and ensures that uh, they're not spending inordinate amounts of time trying to figure out what a policy means, right? We've talked a little bit about this. Right. Um, Instead, they have a bit of a superhero in the background that's taking care of that for them.
0: I like that. So when you talk about what matters most, that's personal, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys are dealing with a lot of consumers. So yeah. how do you determine what matters most to consumers?
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a bit of art and science. Yeah. S- somewhat similar to life, right? In that you have the science of what an asset is or if there's a life event, right, and we, we see a consumer's maybe upgraded from a Mazda Miata to a minivan, it's probably a little one somewhere in there, right, where naturally one would say, okay, let me get some life insurance to protect the family. The art is in the uh, the understanding of what exactly is, is, is the life stage that your family or that you yourself are in, mm-hmm. and how do we ensure that we're building a foundation that continues to grow with you as you accumulate assets and as you continue to try to strive for whatever life goals you have for you and your family and so um, so that's where the human component comes in and really complements the technology right
0: yeah so why did you enter the space
1: I, ha- I took a very creative route to financial services I started out in the US Navy in mechanical Amazing. engineering and um, when I separated as a civilian I decided to pivot into economics and I uh, was very blessed to have experiences in manufacturing international trade um, and shortly after my graduate school, I came across Nationwide, uh, financial services company, Fortune, Fortune 80 at the time, and, um, and there was an opportunity to join, and I thought, you know, I'm not really an insurance girl, I'm very much about ideation, yeah. systems thinking, et cetera, international, right, uh, family background that's international, uh, and then lo and behold, as I started researching financial services, I realized that it's very much one of the backbone industries of, of, uh, of our economy, right, and of, of individuals' lives. And so, um, so for me, being in insurance has a bit of a noble purpose. Um, when you're at the – and I've heard these calls, right, when you're at the site of an accident, right. the last thing you need is another consumer packaged good uh, being delivered in 24 hours, Right. You need someone who is going to help you walk through. it be one of the most difficult times that you yourself will have. And so um, I really love the noble purpose of our sector. Mm-hmm. Insurance is not sexy, right? Um, and uh, there's so much innovation that takes place when you think about it from a broader protection and consumer um, perspective.
0: Yeah, I imagine uh, you know the consumer digital experience is important too, but there Absolutely. are certain life events that happened where they couldn't care less about what technology you're using to get to them faster. They just need a person. Yeah. And they just need that human connection. Absolutely. So how do you guys differentiate between when to stop being so digital and when to be physically present for yeah, them? Yeah,
1: I, I think this is the beauty of being, custo- like, customer-centricity, right? So we call it um, allowing the consumer to choose their own adventure. Yeah. And so if they want to be digital first, by all means, you know, you can you can um, uh, quickly get a quote within ninety seconds or less. Uh, you can look at your insurance digital wallet to see where all of your policies are when renewal is coming up. You can live chat, um, and if you say, you know what, I know that hurricane season is right around the corner, and I want to make sure that given inflationary pressures, my home is properly covered. I need to talk to someone. Yeah, you can quickly pick up a phone, and we answer within fifteen seconds or less. And so. It's the, to to us, it's about giving the consumer choice and enabling those paths so they can choose for this moment at this time, do I need a digital experience or do I really need to speak to a human who understands exactly where I'm at right now?
0: Yeah, I like that. I. It's, I always find it fascinating the types of things that affect consumer behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Humans, like any anybody, really. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. Obviously, there's the environmental factors that will affect everybody similarly. But there's other things where, depending on the consumer's personality, what affects their behavior is absolutely Excellent. fascinating. Absolutely. So sometimes, like, you know, I love this conversation because... You know, we talk about advertisement and mm-hmm. you know, too much advertisement and consumers get frustrated, but what it's a psychology. Like you get to yep. know the consumers. You know this is going to drive Jen's behavior mm-hmm. and therefore let me give Jen exactly what she wants. Exactly. Forget the noise in the background. I'm gonna give Jen exactly, exactly what she yeah. wants. And so Having a b- working for a company or being a company that is there for the consumer yeah. understands them as a human mm-hmm. rather than a lead. We all love talking about leads. Right. They're not right. a lead, they're not a digital footprint. They're actually a mm. human being behind all of this.
1: Absolutely. And that human being has certain anxieties, yes. right? They have certain responsibilities. They may have a family, whatever the form that looks like for them, right? They may have aspirations and dreams. And so, you know, you're not going to really get that through pixels, that's right? right. Um, ones and zeros are not going to communicate that. It's actually speaking to an individual that listens, that's, that's actively listening, that takes time to unpack and, uh, and so unpack what, what's going on in that individual's life. And so one thing that I really love is, you know, part of our design principles are we do not have an average handle time that we measure our team by. And when you usually call, you know, a call center or an advisory team, right, um, it's not uncommon to hear you've got to make it, you've got to end the call within three minutes, four okay. minutes, et cetera. Um, that is not our approach. Our approach is however long it takes to make sure that that consumer feels protected, optimistic, right, and has a sense of trust and peace in their life. Mm-hmm. That's our average handle time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you guys um, help your agents understand how to communicate with consumers to build that relationship? At the end of the day, we've talked about this. Absolutely. Every transaction is relationship-based, yeah. right? Yeah. Even if the relationship is simply, I've already gotten a product from you and I like the experience mm-hmm. of it, that's still a relationship, right? But in your Absolutely. case, the concierge service that your agents can provide, that is a human-to-human human relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really interesting
1: to think through, you know, how do you create a culture that? Um, in today's very digitally savvy age, right. that is um, much more humanized. Yeah. And you know, our agents, fully remote, um, we use intelligent routing to route an agent that's closest to where our consumer lives for trust building, idiosyncrasies that might occur because of geography or whatnot. Um, and even more so than that, the environment that we create, we use Lean Six Sigma, mm-hmm. we have huddles throughout the day, and then we use different tools to make sure that that kind of um, human conversation, despite being in a tech tech-heavy environment, is still taking place within the team, and then within the team that reflects out towards our customers. Yeah. And so, um, so there's a lot of coaching, a lot of um, a lot of uh, verbal and nonverbal communication. We have our, our GIF game or our GIF game, as I said, <laughs> as a as a true Gen Xer, uh, GIF or JIF. Um, our gif game is pretty legit and nice. um and then beyond that our culture is incredibly underscored such that it's reflecting what we need to give to our consumers yeah or to our clients really
0: yeah it's the it's a basic concept of emotional intelligence oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah there's nothing worse than speaking to an agent who's just like i saw your quote um let me get you off the phone as fast as i can yeah right um for us it's it's so much more than that and you see that in how we've engineered the customer life cycle so when a consumer speaks with us it's not just um, thanks so much you'll you'll get an email follow-up you know we we literally have a pulse check with the consumer a human pulse check 24 hours afterwards and then throughout their entire lifetime uh, when they're with hub so mm-hmm. it's not a it's not just a one and done
0: what about this um, you know there's widespread of variety of consumers, right? They're, they mm-hmm. have different um, social, economic demographics. Absolutely. They have like uh, different backgrounds and education and sophistication mm-hmm. too. And so there it could range anywhere from I know I need this level of insurance. Mm-hmm. I can't afford it to I've got money. I know I need insurance. You take care of it for me. Yeah. So where is that gap? How is that gap bridged? Because reading policies is not easy. Understanding insurance yeah. is <laughs> not easy. It's been around forever, right? Yeah. But people, it's like, it's like accounting. It's been around forever. <laughs> yes. uh, but... But people don't sit down and try to understand and read it because they think they trust the agent that's Mm -hmm. speaking to them, the person that's speaking to them, to make sure they're covered. But there is a level of education that still needs to happen to know what works for you and what doesn't.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, interestingly enough, like, what attracted me to the sector is that we were one of the most mature sectors, right? Um, The first mention of insurance was Hammurabi's Code. Uh, which is super fascinating, right? Like the Medici were part of the go- part of our Godfathers as a sector, mm-hmm. and so um, so I'd say that you know, as as one of the top brokers, you know, with fifth largest global broker, um, ranked first from a personal lines perspective in North America, we offer that range of services, and even more so for those that come through the V platform. The agent is taking time to educate them, and that goes back to to culture and even small things right. like the average handle time that I mentioned, yeah. right? If you've got an average handle time requirement of three minutes or less, well, guess what? You're probably not gonna explain you know, what deductible means, um, which for many segments is really important, right? Uh, me as a multicultural Latina, right? Um, the word deductible does not exist in Spanish. That's just one example, right? And so being able to pause and say, hey, um, so-and-so consumer or client, you may not be familiar with this, uh, or you might have a question about what this even means. Let's walk through that and provide examples and right. life keys. So so that's one thing that I really pride ourselves on. And again, that all anchors back to culture, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So... Tell me about the technology aspect of this. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, everything that you're building is to service to consumers, right? It's to make mm-hmm. Hub International a better and more sophisticated company. It yeah. already is. It's been there for so long. But, you know, there's the technology behind yeah. the scenes, and then the, there's the technology that the consumer yeah. is seeing. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, uh, so
1: yeah. I'd say, um, you know, our design principles were around simplifying insurance, right, yeah. and, and offering this Kind of fresh perspective on insurance. We know, for consumers from focus groups, that oftentimes an individual will equate getting insurance to April fifteenth, which you know, given the accounting background, right? right <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily like spa day for consumers, it's right? And so, day. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless it's you have a refund. Exa- exactly. There you go. There you go. And so, um, so on the front end, we've you know, when you visit view, it's it's very clear. We took a very Fresh perspective to financial services. You're not going to see dark blue with pinstripes and kind mm. of this very financial services vernacular, right? We really did try to simplify it. Um, and we created uh, an experience such that, again, it's not just the quote, right? The quote is just one small part of an individual's insurance journey. It's really, yes, we can simplify the quote, 90 seconds or less, no issue. What happens after you get the quote? And that's where I really love our technology and believe that the design principles we have around never quote again, proactive advice, um, simplifying management, right? So things like a digital insurance wallet, Mm -hmm. things like um, a service desk, uh, things like renewal and proactive advice that comes digitally as well as analog. Those are all front end. And then on the back end, I mean, there's nothing worse than having like a patchwork of systems, right? (laughs) That don't talk to each other, (laughs) right? It's like, um, yeah, it's like French and then Mandarin, and you know, like we're nowhere in between. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so we really invested in the first couple of years of Vue of making sure that our environment is completely modernized and integrated. So. You know, CRM, um, and there's no phantom CRMs, right? There's not a special project. Um, <laughs> we are all on the same platform. It's fully integrated with telephony, workforce management, nice. quoting, um, knowledge management, policy systems, commissions. Uh, that's all fully integrated into one environment such that when our, cons- our agent is, is interacting they're seeing a wiki page of that consumer record that's tied to the phone number, that's tied to the policy, and it just creates a really seamless experience for the agent such that they can deliver that to the client. Right, they oh.
0: focus on the important things, the yeah. product that they're delivering exactly. rather than where do they have to log in to see exactly. what information, to even talk to the consumer.
1: Exactly, and I think sometimes we forget that, you know, we put so much focus on customer centricity, and sometimes that we, we forget that, our teams are also customers right right they're internal customers but nonetheless just they're still customers and you have to design for them as well um because there's nothing worse than trying to deliver a phenomenal experience with like band-aids and paper clips right and so um so yeah so it's very um integration is a, a key principle and the agent experience was one of our main stakeholders
0: yeah How is your team environment? You know, everybody's remote. Um, At some point, you know, you have a new agent that's talking to the consumer and they need help to, whether it's to explain to the consumer whatever they're trying to explain the policies or, you know, there's a technical glitch, I need help. So how is that interaction happening?
1: Yeah, a huge hat tip to our operations leadership. So, um, you know, as as a leadership team, uh, the founders of you were very intentional about prioritizing talent over technology, over strategic initiatives, over sales, the first pillar was talent. And you see that play out in our our operations team. Uh, So today they're using technology, whether it's Teams or Slack, there's a consistent thread. I I call it our stream of consciousness uh, for the agents. And so if a question comes up, within 10 seconds there's a response, right? Uh, And then that team also meets a couple of days uh, or a couple times during the day. So we incorporate lean uh, Sigma principles throughout the operations environment uh, have virtual huddle boards, and then there's also the coaching from not only quality teams but also their direct supervisors and leads. So there's there's a very interactive environment where uh, you know an agent is never on an island, and right. so so it's all about your success is our success, my success is your success, and and that is really very much embedded in like how we operate day to day.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about your success. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what grounds you, Jen? What, what, what keeps you going?
1: Oh, man. Um, I am all about living a life that explores and pursues wonder and awe. Um, nice. And part of that is because, you know, I'm the daughter of an immigrant who made a huge sacrifice to come to this country in the 60s. In fact, um, whenever there's a tough day that I have, I still have my mom's shoes, like right next to my desk, to remind me of the journey that um, my ancestors came from. And so, for me, um, sure, there's like monetary success, financial success, and career success. Um, I really anchor myself though on something so much bigger of you know how do I self actualize and be a positive impact for myself, for my immediate family for my community and for my team. And so um, part of that is a balance of continuous improvement on the professional development side, right? So, you know, we were just talking about AI earlier, right? So not having to Google what is an API or chat GPT, <laughs> right? Like, um, so there's that component. And I think just as important as, as leaders, especially as female leaders, making sure that we're staying humble by remembering life is so much more than what we're checking into every morning right and so for me it's um, hiking like really ancient trails or doing something that scares me like skydiving or um, having that adrenaline rush learning something new um, and remembering like the different layers of a place you know I mentioned the Camino Santiago uh, and how you know ancient Egyptians used to use that same trail um, Mm -hmm. 5,000 years ago to me that's it makes me feel so small and remember, like, life is so fleeting. How do I make the most of it, right? And how yeah. do I, how do I make the most of the blessing of just being alive?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a humble experience to have, right? It's like, you know, um, a lot of people know I'm afraid of the water, the ocean, yeah. and so, um, I, but I love going there because it's the one place where I feel grounded and I feel like, Looking out into this ocean and it's so big, yeah. And you're so small, and because you're small, your problems are even smaller, yeah. And so it kind of brings you back to like, that I can let go of this stress, I yeah. can let go of this A, B, and C problems, I can deal with D in certain way, and yeah, you know, there's a that it's there's nothing wrong with saying like, I my success is because I love money, right? Yeah, but what is that money paying for? In- what exactly. are you spending that money on? And that's that's where you can actively perceive the type of person that. You are. Exactly. Um, where are you spending that money? What yeah. is your values of life and what is your quality? Yeah. And so um, I took up hiking a couple of years yeah. ago too, and my first hike was Camelback, and it phenomenal. was phenomenal. Oh man! Not a beginner's it was hike. Hard. It was not <laughs> a beginner's hike. I feel yeah, like that's yeah.
1: very much your. Pr- you just went for it. I did,
0: th- I did. I <laughs> did. Um, and it was kind of hot. Yeah, uh, and uh, I did not pack enough water. I had a big Arizona? backpack yeah. with a lot of <laughs> sugar in it, but not <laughs> enough water. Yeah. Um, but I did make it up there, and I sat up there for like 15 minutes, yeah. and I looked out, and it's another experience like the ocean, right? You're mm-hmm. looking out. People are small. Yeah. Um, you know, even the general environment is small, yeah. and you kind of have this reflection, yeah. and then you go back to it because it's your high. It's what gives you that Absolutely. groundness, Absolutely. Right? And I'd say, you know,
1: sometimes we sometimes we talk about like these experiences, like they have to be this once in a lifetime type of trip, right? Um, I find that, and I'm sure you do as well, like sometimes in everyday life, um, for me, I find these like magical moments, oftentimes at the airport. And so, you know, my first language is English and Spanish. And so uh, oftentimes I'll be at the airport and there's not a translator that's available for maybe an older couple that's traveling, right? And being able to be a bridge, and a translator for them, and have a sneak peek into like, oh, that's right, how blessed am I to have this life, and how blessed am I to be able to help these people navigate what can be a really scary situation. Imagine not speaking the language and being at a very busy airport just trying to get home, right? Um, And so in those instances, like, the humanization of being a translator for me is also like a it's not a lifetime trip. I'm not going to Patagonia, right? Um, and hiking, it's it's something small. But that being cognizant and being grounded enough to remember, like, oh, yeah, these are the magic moments that make all of this worthwhile mm-hmm. um, is also really important.
0: Yeah, I definitely need to brush up on my travel. But I do know, coming from a small country myself, yeah. I do know culture is important when it comes yeah. to that because – there's two ways to travel. You can either either, either travel as a tourist, which yeah. you you see the best spots, go yeah. the most expensive restaurants, and uh, or you can go local. And yeah. you can really interact with the people that actually live there. And you know, in my culture, if you were if you jen were to go to Armenia, yeah. uh, you will eat a lot. Um, you I love will it. have a place to sleep. It's it doesn't Latino. matter whose door you <laughs> knock on. Some grandma's going to take you in I and give you it. a hug. <laughs> and you're going to be introduced to everybody and they're going to keep in touch with you until yeah, you yeah. visit again, right? So there's those two types. And yeah. and I think I want to be that person that goes and goes local in, in places yeah. that I travel to because it's easy to be tourist. I mean, money pays yes. for that. Uh, but the experience is where where that is, where all the people are. Absolutely. And what they've gone through in their culture and their environment. And even in America, there's parts of America you go to and you're like, you know, you don't even have to always leave America to see some amazing Mm -hmm. places. And we've done uh, really good stuff here. And I think it helps us appreciate where we come from and where other cultures come from as well.
1: Well, your experience on Camelback, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, going through a bit of the... um, pressure and stress and I'm sure you grew from that
0: right like yeah I mean they, when you see a six-year-old hiking up that mountain I'm like <laughs> I, I got this of that. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I can breathe for the next year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly humbling and so yeah I, I think um to your point like how do you remember to not be a tourist in your own life
0: yeah live right. in the present yeah that is i am actively working on that it's not easy to do no you know you go home you take a lot of problems with you you remember conversations you've had it's the exchange of energy right what do you you have to figure out what do you want to do with that exchange of energy when you get home a lot of times it's like okay last email and last text um but living in the present, being able to set that aside, even for like an hour or two, you know, yeah. nobody says executives can't really have a nine-to-five job, but yeah. but you can prioritize differently.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. I think self, making sure you're prioritizing self yeah. is really important. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, about this, right? And I loved your perspective of like, how do you be a good leader for others if you yourself are not a good leader in your own life mm-hmm. and with your family? And much of that is kind of flaming what, what your own passion is, and staying curious, right, and saying, yeah, you know, during the day, sure, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really kill it as a, as a leader, right, as an executive, um, and I'm also going to continue to stay alive and stay, have a sense of vitality by exploring these other personal interests, right, Yeah. that then feed energy, which then your team feels, right, mm-hmm. um, your team, your clients uh, feel, and so. Um, I think that's also really critical.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I I totally agree with you. You know, you spend a lot of time listening to a lot of people, good or bad. You know, there's problems you listen to and there's good successes you listen to. And obviously, those give different emotional impact to you. Yeah. But it's, you know, as a leader, you're expected to lead. Um, When you go home, though, sometimes it's like, I want to let go of the charge. Yeah. I don't want the charge anymore. Yeah, I just yeah. want to lay down on my couch and be served. <laughs> 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 yes. Absolutely. Or or find the thing that serves you. Yeah. Like if it's hiking, you know, it's it's doing something for yeah. you. It's not a person, it's a thing. And and it doesn't matter what it is. You've structured yeah. your life in a way where it gives back to you all yeah. that energy that you exerted, you get it back in one way or absolutely. another. But you have to tailor it yourself. You know, I can't yeah. look at somebody that loves to swim and say, "I'm that's gonna be my thing because <laughs> that's never gonna be my <laughs> You're thing. You're not gonna
1: swim the English channel anytime soon okay i'll take a boat (laughs) (laughs) you're like i'll buy a kayak or stand a board for that
0: (laughs) yeah but that but that comes back to like how you operate business how you how you train your people to operate business right at the end of the day who's your end user what do they need you don't know their life you don't know what they're going through Mm -hmm. and every empathy that you give them can make a huge impact
1: yeah absolutely well and that's what i love about customer centricity right is that well in in our um and I really love the choose your own adventure, like enabling a customer to select what matters the most to them and, and the way that they want to interact because you're essentially empowering them to, uh, in this instance, you know, interact and, and select and, and engage in a way that matters to them. Mm-hmm. So you're almost empathizing by acknowledging that, sure, it may be highly efficient to have a digital journey Right. Um, but outside of efficiency, you're actually putting the customer again at the center of the design. And so um, so to your point, right, like how do you step outside of yourself and think of other perspectives? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's one of the reasons why I love that principle of customer centricity.
0: Yeah. And it's also the timing, too. Right. At any mm-hmm. given time, what is your adventure today? Yeah. versus what is it going to be five years from now? Like yeah. we, we as service providers to these customers, we have to respect changes in behavior. Yeah. We have to respect changes in adventure sense, right? Yeah. Like I told you I started hiking two years ago. Before yeah. that, if you sold me hiking gear, I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some heels, okay? But now like- You're my like, my, why my is prim- there a bladder on my back? Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now my sense of adventure has yeah. changed and I I'd like to be heard when I'm shopping this time because yeah. it's different from the way I would have shopped two years ago. Yeah. Um so I think that's also very important and, and that comes back to like, you know, you can't treat somebody like a lead because lead today is different from lead yesterday, but it's the same yeah. person. Yeah. And it could actually be a different experience for that person absolutely. depending on who talks to them today versus yesterday and what's being offered to them today versus yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, I, you know, I love that same analogy for our own like, kind of like leadership journeys as well, right? You know, like maybe in a prior life, like maybe Jen in her 20s, not to talk about myself in third person, but <laughs> nonetheless, you know, I was much more ambitious. I was much more um, uh, milestone driven, right? And maybe didn't have as much compassionate compassion yeah. in my leadership style. It was all about how fast can we get it done and what, how much... How much can we do right and um, and I think today stepping back from that you know seeing that evolution of us as as individual leaders and you know, I'm still striving for yes I want to I want to knock it out of the park I want to be exceptional on my milestones and goals absolutely and um, and I want it to be m- meaningful beyond just a balance sheet yeah. right beyond a P&L like in what other ways it's almost spiritual, right? It, um, in what other ways can I really generate impact that may be intangible, um, but again, meaningful. And yeah. so I think we can apply that same choose your own adventure um, evolution to us as leaders as well.
0: Yeah. And I like the topic of uh, risk appetite, right? Yeah. Whether it's in business or in life, you know, the older you get, you know, the, the less of a risk appetite you have, right? Yeah. But but you kind of need it because that life goes on with risks like you have to take them. Absolutely. And so just by the time like you're you're a certain age, your yeah. risk is just to get out of the house once a day. Like at least <laughs> do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. But before it's like oh, today, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this tonight. Yeah. I'm going to get really drunk and, and yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna have a great time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that changes. And yeah. so, you know, you're taking less risks. But you're trying to take major risks because these are milestones now. You're not looking at risk today. You're looking at what risk do I have to take for the next phase of my life. And that changes and that really, I think that's where people grow. That's when you get to know yourself because what type of risk are you willing to take at a certain age? Um, and vote for right yeah. you can't just say i'm just gonna do this because because i want to anymore yeah I, you know i need to feel alive and therefore this is what i'm gonna do or i yeah. need to i'm i'm stagnant this is the next step i need yeah. to take and if i don't take the risk i'm always gonna be here and i'm gonna have the same day Absol- every day I, I wake up
1: absolutely and i think to your point that's why it's so important to think about you know i often think about like the end in mind right i start mm-hmm. with the end in mind and for me like individually i know i want to live a life of impact. I want to be that, um, that aunt, uh, that, you know, my nephews are talking to me and they're like, does she really do that? Or is she drinking today? You know? <laughs> so, um, so I want to have like We're that. We're going to p- validate this story yeah, yeah. tomorrow. I know. Sober. <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to have like that portfolio of experiences that reflect, you know, again, wonder and awe and audaciousness. Right. And so knowing that that's like the end in mind. Right. Um, making decisions today of, like, personal health, how do I stay, uh, how do I ensure vitality, and, um, you know, we talked a little bit about one of my hiking trips where I hiked Mount Cutler outside of Colorado Springs, it was about 400 yards from the summit, and I start seeing cat prints, and it's not like kittens, right, it's like, (laughs) it's more than likely mountain lion, right, because I'm on a mountain, and I'm by myself, And, um, and the risk was, do I continue to summit, acknowledging that there's a predator somewhere around here or do I shy away and like come back down the mountain and be super safe right, right. um and knowing that the end in mind is to have this patchwork of experiences it's like oh no hell uh, yeah. let's go let's go yeah. and if, if if it happens then what an amazing way to like go out right yeah, exactly <laughs> no, that's not for everyone yeah. right um <laughs> but this is an example of um or and that's an example of how thinking with the end in mind, whether it's in your career, ideally it's broader for your lifetime, right? Is so important. Yeah. And um, and so that's a that's one, one thing that I really try to like echo in my relationships is you know what kind of life do you want to live and how do you want to how do you want to live what you've been given as yeah. this gift.
0: That that specific example, mm-hmm. Prince, um, I think that's a good lesson, right? Because yeah. the risk is there. Totally. But you saw it, right? You saw the risk. Now you're going to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. You're going to know this. It's the journey of life, though, right? You yeah. know there's risk. So you have two choices. Go blindly or do your research and know what the risks yeah. are and watch every step that you do to make sure that you still get to your end goal. Yeah. I don't think that those environments should change yeah. your direction, but it does open your eyes and make you more aware. Yeah. And I think that is the better way to go yeah. to the end. Yeah. With <laughs> the end in <laughs> mind. Yeah. <laughs> Than, than not knowing. I yeah. think ignorance is not bliss yeah. in a lot of places. It's bliss when you're a kid. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but the older you get, ignorance is no longer bliss. It's no, you're no you longer invincible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, wouldn't you say that's a bit of like innovation as well, right? Like as you're paving new paths, right, you know that there's risk of potential failure, um, of potential uh, IP uh, transfer that uh, puts you at a disadvantage, Etc. cetera, um, so to some extent, you know, to your point, you could use that analogy when you're thinking about startups, when you're thinking about business leadership, right? when you're thinking about innovation as well. Totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what makes you wake up the next day? What do you, what do you look forward to when you're, when you're going to sleep? Do you have some ritual? Do you have a thought process, like, or, or is it, you know what, as long as I wake up tomorrow, I am good?
1: Yeah, I think it's um, probably a blend of a little Kay. bit of both of those. Uh, I do have a ritual, so I am very big on like um, sleep health, which is really nice. important. and I think for anyone in especially in business development and sales, you know, for me, I'm a bit of an ambivert. I tend to be uh, skew sometimes more introverted, so during the day I'm giving a lot of energy out right, and I have to recover. and yeah. if I don't recover, then I'm not good I for myself, really. my family, or <laughs> others. And so um so I do have a sleep ritual. Um, I am really big uh, in the morning. I, I literally eat the same thing and have for like the past 10 years. Uh, and so I have. What is it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not super glamorous. It's um, avocado it's toast. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's not that California. <laughs> it probably isn't California anymore, but nonetheless. Um, it's pretty California. Yeah. So like I'll have water with lime and um Healthy. and then and then i make my oat milk latte with cinnamon which is like an horchata type of latte okay. if anyone's familiar with horchata and um and then it's yogurt with cacao nibs cinnamon some type of berries which are really good for memory um uh, as well as pistachios and nice that's, that's
0: very specific yeah
1: i've actually written this down so the grocery down. store knows you by name it's really sad it's really like Yeah. My nephews know when they open up the fridge, like they have their section. You're not going to have anything. (laughs) I have my section. Do not touch DP section. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah.
0: I am a creature of habit and you've been in the Navy. I know that the discipline is huge and, you know, waking up at a certain time every day, sometimes doing the same thing. Some people can call it boring. I call it centralizing yourself, Totally. this is the way, this is familiar space, everything yeah. outside of my home is no longer familiar, so I'm going yeah. to stick to as much of that as possible.
1: Absolutely. It's kind of like engineering spontaneity at the right time, right? Yeah. So, like, do I need to be spontaneous for breakfast? Probably not, yeah. right? Do I need to be, do I need to make time um, by knowing, like, these certain things are taken care of for my family and knowing, like, hey, during this hour slot, like, Let's explore, let's do something different. Um, so I really love engineering spontaneity and making sure that the mundane really stays mundane so I can maximize the other parts of my life for my family.
0: Yeah. Not for myself. Plus a it bit. makes your adventures that ten times better. Yeah, right. Everything go. else is very <laughs> ritual. <There you> go. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Well, um, I have a riddle for you before we end. Okay. Uh, you don't have to solve it, but if you know the answer, please feel oh free my to God. say it. Okay? okay. Otherwise, the viewers will help you afterwards. Okay. Uh, so here's the riddle. It's a little sad, but it's a pretty interesting riddle. It's okay. a it's thought process. So um, we have a father and son driving, okay. uh, and while they're driving, they get into a car accident, and unfortunately very the sad. father <laughs> dies, uh, and the son is rushed to the hospital. Okay. And so while he's in the hospital, the doctor comes out to see this boy and inspect him and says, "That's my son." How is this possible?
1: Hmm. I might need a second. Okay. I feel like <laughs> this is very insurance relatable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I love how your brain just goes to insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, um Okay, we'll, co- we'll come okay. back to it, but um, I want to thank you. This yes. is very inspiring, and I'm going on your next adventure with you, by the way. I I'm hope you do. I can use some exposure on <laughs> I hope there. you <laughs> do,
1: and thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, a big admirer and super fan of Lilith, so yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Uh, and I want to thank our viewers for watching. This was Jen Martinez of Hub International, uh, and we're going to have her back to tell us about her adventures, And I had a great time talking to her. I'm going to join her adventures at some point. And um, thank you so much. And this is Level Up with Lilith. Have a great day.